Welcome to today's episode of the Working Mom's Guide to Adulting podcast. I'm your host, Ashley St. John, believer, wife, mom of five, career professional, and entrepreneur. We're here to give you a fresh take on personal and professional development for the Christian working mom. So sit back, take some time for you, and enjoy today's episode. Hey moms, welcome back to the Working Moms Guide to Adulting. This is your host, Ashley St. John, and I (laughs) am starting to see that the content and messages in the podcast really are only a reflection of lessons I'm learning at the same time. And so I'm really grateful that you've chosen to come along on this journey with me. And I'll let you know that the title of today's message is Letting Go to Grow. It's interesting because this message almost didn't make it out. I don't know how many times I've re-recorded this. Um, I've been interrupted by kids and dogs and husbands and um, my own thoughts also. Um, All of the stuff that I'm talking about letting go of that I was really getting free from all reared its ugly head and came for me this this last week. So, um, you know, I started questioning what I was doing, why I was doing it. Who do I think I am to report a podcast? Like, Everything that could have come up for me did. The self-doubt, the fear of rejection, the limiting beliefs uh, that say I'm a failure and that this podcast is going to be the same as every other thing I've ever done, like started but not finished, uh, just one more abandoned project. But uh, I, you know, have come to my senses and realized that the lie detector test has determined that is a lie. Okay. I'm not small. I have been called. I have a purpose in what I'm doing and I don't need to have all of the answers right now. I just know that my current instruction, my current assignment is to share my self authentically with you so that you know, you're not alone in it. Um, you know, being a mom, a career professional, an entrepreneur, a believer, it's, it's challenging being a wife. Um, you know, you become a little bit of everything for everyone and it's not a simple task. And like, I'm just here to show up to say wherever you're at is fine. And you're only here because you want to grow and there's ways to do that. But first we have to sort of shed all of the things that we're not. And so this is season one, episode four. Now, as I was preparing for this message, I came across a video recording of John Maxwell, and he was talking about letting go of folders full of articles and notes that he'd been clipping since age 17. He had so much content to reference for books, speaking events, Um, just really anything that he would always have a quote or a comment. And then one day he just decided that he needed to outgrow his resources. And that meant he had to let it go. Um, He had to let go of what he'd been holding on to, to be able to grow. 
Um, and I thought, wow, like what a wonderful way for God to show me that the message I had was in alignment with, uh, you know, what really top successful people are doing. It's not a new concept. It's, but, you know, uh, it's on the way up. There's some stuff you have to do. And you know, of course, once you see a pattern like that, you can't really unsee it. So it, you know, it made me feel good to know um, other people are working on this kind of thing. Uh, my husband and I have recently been actively letting go of material possessions in an effort to get closer to God. And it's been unreal. Uh, some of the deep rooted issues that I've been set free from, I didn't even know I had. Okay, there was some stuff that came up that I was like, oh, wow, I didn't realize I was tying my self-worth into that. Um, and it was actually kind of surprising because I'd been so critical of my husband and as wives, uh, you know, hands up if you've ever done that, where it's like, it's so easy for me to look at my spouse and point out his wrongdoing and say, oh, you're doing this and you're doing that and you're overvaluing material possessions and not seeing that even though I wasn't chasing after material possessions, um, the fact that my husband was allowed me to still obtain them and so being in possession of them allowed me to sort of float or gloat or like it just it boosted my ego um but not in a way of like using it to like put other people down but it was really something that was making me feel um, more worthy, like the, the, the more expensive my clothes were, or the more high end brands I had in my possession, because I grew up very poor, um, and without a lot of things, um, it started to make me feel like, oh, maybe I do finally deserve to have a good life. Maybe, um, you know, I'm good enough now. And, you know, as a Christian woman, that's not where I want to be getting my self-worth from because the stuff in my closet could go away at any time. And so it's really important that as I'm growing and I'm building, that I'm building on the foundational rocks that are going to, you know, have me stand strong. And, and Jesus talks about that in the Bible. He says, build your house on the rock and the winds come and the rain blows and the house still stands. Build your house on the sand um, and the wind comes and the rain or the rain comes and the wind blows and the house falls. And so I was shown in the last, uh, probably last couple of months now, because this has been going on for a while, um, where I was building my house on the sand. Um, and and so I'm uh, digging up all the sand and getting rid of it. Um, and you know, slowly, systematically moving over those parts of my house that were on the sand onto the rock um, and really just focusing on Jesus and the Bible more and, you know, trying to get into the word more because, you know, it's, it's funny because none of this, of course, is in my script and it's great, um, is truly that as I 
look to grow forward and I'm saying to myself, you know, we really want to build generational wealth for our family. We want to create something that can't be undone, um, you know, by by a storm or, you know, we want to create a stability that's really lasting um, and well beyond our lifetime also. It just, the more that we focus on that, the more we see how important it is not to be, you know, chasing money, um, not to be going after like the fancy cars and the, you know, the impressive house and all of this stuff. Um, None of that stuff really matters, right? And even as we're talking generational wealth, um, that's when when I say that I that's like a well-rounded um, all-encompassing lasting thing because chasing money uh, money doesn't last um, all things pass away so except for the word of God so that's where I'm focusing all of my personal and professional development moving forward is there in fact it's funny because I've been taking personal and professional development seminars reading books uh courses, whatever, like if someone's like, oh, there's a course, oh, there's a workshop, I'm like, I'll do it, sign me up. Um, And so many of those trainings, a lot of the things that they talk about, so many books, a lot of these principles are things that are actually based in the Bible. Um, Even, you know, the law of attraction is super popular. Um, You know, well, like, cool, Uh, I can create with my words. All right, well, that's not a new... Uh, principle okay open the bible and read genesis how did god create the world right he spoke it he spoke it um and so like this is not this is not new now how you the methodology that you use to tap into some of these universal principles can vary um but i as a christian i just like to be cautious about uh where i'm told the power source is right so either it's God or it's not. And if it's not, then I can't be for that. But um, so I like to keep it in the Bible because all those principles are there. Uh, One of my favorite uh, parables, which is the parable of the sower, I actually heard it for the first time in a sales training well before I ever uh, became born again. So, you know, I've had Bible verse, I've had a Bible verse in my wallet Um, which I think I had about four years before I got saved. Uh, And I was carrying this Bible verse around with me in my wallet on the back of a goal that I set in a professional development seminar. So, um, you know, it's all there. In saying all of that, um, I guess pointing to, you know, God's original creation for us. So who did God create you to be? And I know now, and I think I always had a glimpse of it, who God's created me to be. Um, I'm not a small, timid person that needs to be like kept small. Um, And I can see the ways over the years that I've been attacked by the enemy to convince me that that's who I am, that I should be small quiet, unseen, not good enough, not worthy. But that's not true, right? I'm a force to be reckoned with. And if released um, into my full potential, I, I'm capable of really changing um, the world and the way that it looks at itself. And so 
my voice is powerful. And so it's not a surprise that this past week, my podcast didn't go out. It didn't go out because I had a message that was saying, hey, if you want to grow, if you want to really step into your greatness, you got to let go of some stuff. If you're preparing to let go of some stuff, one of the first things you have to do is is ask yourself why you're holding on to it in the first place. So, you know, you could have a problem like I have where it's about letting go of a material possession, kind of like what was going on with John Maxwell. But it could be a hurt from a previous relationship or friendship. It could even be a standard or an expectation that you have on yourself or on somebody else. Um, we're really good at putting standards on other people. Um, regardless, But regardless of what it is, I would like to assert that we hold on to these things because we feel threatened in some way, shape, or form if we were to let them go. And it makes sense. A lot of it's a protection mechanism. So... Um, as an example, if I've been betrayed by a friend, I want to remember that betrayal and hold on to that hurt to prevent myself from getting into that situation again with somebody else in the future, right? And a lot of us do that. Um, and it shows up as unforgiveness, bitterness, resentment, anger, but it doesn't need to. You can let go of the negative emotion and still have the wisdom not to repeat the same situation again. But we kind of forget that. Um, Our subconscious brain goes, nope, like, gotta hold it, hold it, don't forget. Um, But if you put that into like a more practical sense and not talk about it in an emotional context, and we say, well, all right, so the stove is hot, right? We know that. Um, And if we were to touch the stove, we would get burned. Um, And both myself and my stepson actually did this recently where we, not on the stovetop, but in the oven. So we went to flip, we did it two weeks apart. So flipping something over in the oven without taking the tray out. Okay. I'm guilty of that. I got a burn on the top of my arm, my forearm. I will not do that again, but I'm not going to not cook because I made a mistake or there was an oversight that caused me to get burned. And so for some of us, we see it where it's um, the stove is trust and cooking is love. And we will not cook for the fear of the burn of betrayal. Right? And, and we protect ourselves and, and we build up this armor and we bring it with us places. And it causes us to harden our hearts, firstly, um, towards love. And we know God is love. And so we're hardening our hearts towards God. And I say it that way because when people used to say, I, when I used to hear people say, you know, hardening your heart towards God, I just think like, who would do that? right? Why would you harden your heart towards a God that loves you? Um, And I didn't realize I was doing it, of course. Um, But when I say hardening your heart towards love, and I, I believe that to experience love in its truest form, agape love or unconditional love, it really is to experience and know God. 
Um, and when we become full of anger and bitterness and resentment, unforgiveness, it's hard to be open to anything good that God has for us. And so for many of us, what we don't realize is keeping us back from our purpose is actually holding on to past hurts, negative emotions, um, trauma, all these things. Um, you know, sometimes it's clothes, but sometimes it's like, you know, unforgiveness that you have towards someone who let you down is really actually what's keeping you from thriving. Um, and that's not what God wants for you. So, you know, I, I want to bring your attention to a scripture I had prepared for today, which is Isaiah 43, 19. And I just, I was meditating on this scripture and I just thought, wow. So here it is. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Should you not see it, I will make a road in the wilderness and a river in the desert. And I thought, well, golly gee, God's trying to do something new with me and he's ready for it to spring forth right now. And it's still possible that I won't see that, um, but he's going to make a way for me a road in the wilderness and a river in the desert because wherever I'm at, whatever I'm suffering from, uh, whatever roadblocks are in my way, God's already provided a way out for me because he's created something more important, bigger, greater for me to do, something that's really going to call on my potential to be unleashed. And it's happening right now, whether I can see it or not. And so you know, getting this podcast out to you and just freeing myself from all of the stuff that came for me to keep me small um, is part of that way that's being made. And all I need to do is, you know, follow the instructions that the Lord gave me, which is record and submit. Um, you know, I probably should have a website to drive you guys to uh, for more information. It's not ready yet, but um, I'm going to get that ready in the next week or so if you're looking for to learn a little bit more about the Working Mom's Guide to Adulting, what it's really for, who I am, um, and what we're going to be building in the next little while. Um, but essentially, all I want you to know today is that if you stand in God's love more often, it's where you're going to experience the greatest acceptance of yourself and of others, the unity that I think all people want to experience. And you'll find that you're enough. You're perfect in all of your imperfection and you're worthy of being loved right now where you are. Now, some of us are listening to this going, well, I'm not holding on to hurts. I've let go of those things. And you know, maybe that's not what you need to let go of to move forward. Um, it's possible that you're holding on to past accomplishments um, or other times in your li life where things were going better. So you had a better relationship or, you know, you had a really good job or you were earning more money before and, you know, how come you're not now? And, and so we kind of get this comparison thing going on. And it's funny because with comparison, I used to always frame comparison in the realm of comparing myself to others. But I've learned over the years that really where I'm more at risk um, of not playing big 
is comparing myself to my past, comparing myself now to where I think I should be, but I'm not, and even comparing myself to a future version of me that I expect to become and saying, well, mm, why am I so far away from that? Am I on track? And it just becomes like this weird little obsession. Um, Like one of the things, and I just want to go back to the sort of physical ways that we hold on to things for a second. Like, have you ever met somebody who's like in their 40s and they have basically like a trophy room of like every like award and ribbon they ever won as a kid? Like, why do you need that stuff? Um, and, you know, I held on to certain awards for a really long time because I was like, oh, you know, like that reminds me of a time when I was like, you know, really important. Um, and and really what we're doing is we're we're holding on to stuff that makes us feel loved, makes us feel worthy, makes us feel good enough. And that's, you know, as Christian women, that we should not be getting that validation from material possession Um, some of us, we even do it in relationships where it's like, oh, I'm going to be in a relationship with this person because this person makes me feel loved and makes me feel good enough. Well, what's your relationship like with God? Because that's where you should be pouring into and, and focusing all of your energy. And I say this in a way that, you know, I'm really preaching to myself here, um, because, it's so easy to forget. And sometimes I call God like the greatest prankster, right? Like, and you'll, for those of you who know me personally, you'll hear me say all the time, like, it's a setup. Um, Because God knows us so well and so intricately that he also knows that we don't listen, we forget, and we don't follow instructions. And so he's been gracious enough to provide us with an instruction manual to remind us of who we really are um, and so that we can step into the will that he has for us in our lives. Um, And so, you know, forget comparing yourself to the current situation, like your current situation to better times in the past or, you know, who you want to be in the future. Like, how about we focus on who you are right now um, and then look at maybe what we need to let go of to have some more joy in our life because and one of my favorite quotes is comparison is the thief of joy so let's let that go uh kind of like elsa so let go of the past relationships so that we can be able to grow in our current relationship or you know be prepared to enter into a new relationship one day let go of the disappointment that you have for not following your dreams of the past. Let go of uh, that missed opportunity. Let go of the idea that it's too late. Like just let it go. You can do it now. You can do it today. Uh, God is a, our God is a God of restoration and acceleration. The time that you feel you wasted because you didn't hit the mark the first time, It wasn't wasted time. There was wisdom garnered there. And if you would just let go of the hurt part, the disappointment part, you'll be able to see you got the lesson. There's a structure you've already put in place. And if you just allow yourself to love again, you'll be okay. I really just wanted you to know today that sometimes... 
Letting go looks like an attitude or a heart posture, a limiting belief, a fear. That's a big one. Uh, for some of us, it's tangible material items or a combination of both. Um, maybe it's an old idea notebook um, full of, you know, action you'll never take, right? I think I've got a few of those around. But it's time to bless and release them and make room for the new. And as John Maxwell said, you got to outgrow your resources, right? What are the tools and the crutches we've been leaning on that it's time to let go of so that we can move forward and be prosperous? So take some time this week to look at the ways that you might be playing the comparison game with yourself and what could be preventing you from giving that dream, that goal, that passion, that thing that's really important to you, focus, the focus, energy, and attention that it really needs to grow and flourish. But bottom line is we need to let go to grow. Let's get to work. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Working Mom's Guide to Adulting. We hope that you found something practical to implement into your life this week. Remember, continue taking time for you and working towards your big dreams. You're worth it. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.